the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I'm a bad girl, and I'm proud of it, babies. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight on this Taco Tuesday. Yeah, eventually we'll get that sound effect going for you guys. we got much great, phenomenal sound to bring to you guys tonight. Great guest, of course. We've got Congressman Andy Biggs, who's back with us. Uh, it's been a while since we've had him on the show. And man, am I going to be putting him through the lightning round. But y'all know Congressman get, Biggs is up to that challenge. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, we've also got Go Woke, Go Broke to share with you guys tonight. Uh, we've got a new industry to make money off of the anxiety that they're pushing through. Climate change, so much to get to with you guys tonight. Write this number down because after Congressman Biggs, we're going to open up the phones for your calls. 1-800-344-11... What? Eight, eight, what? Am I giving out the wrong number? You said 1-800. It's one 888 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Order now. <laughs> I never remember any who has to remember phone numbers these days nobody else has to remember a phone number it's in your contacts right you press a button I'm the only one that's got to remember a phone number so bear with me email me at andreakshow.com if I sound like I'm talking like a meth head it's because I'm talking fast because I want to get right to Congressman Andy Biggs he's waiting on the line and I cannot wait to hear what he has to say our favorite Congressman Andy Biggs welcome back to the show Thanks, Andrea. It's great to be with you. Okay, so, so much to get into tonight. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with this Jan 6 indictment, um, because we haven't had you on the show since this came down. And to me, this is this was such a sad day for me in this country when I saw that arraignment. So many people were like, oh, you know, they've jumped the shark. It's another day, another indictment. This was chilling to me, Congressman Biggs, because this was not even, it was blatantly not even about Trump and tried to take him out from the election, but it was about the destruction of our First Amendment. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I I mean, so they attacked President Trump with those indictments uh, on a couple of levels, not the least of which is they're trying to get into his head. And and so they're interrupting uh, questions that were perhaps legitimate that he's asking his attorneys. Okay, so normally you allow that you allow people to bounce things off their attorneys. And then the second thing is, they're basically saying, simply by expressing himself, mm-hmm. expressing himself, whether, even if you're not, at, there's nothing there particularly inciting anybody to riot or anything that's, uh, that, that's remarkable, just by simply expressing yourself or questioning the validity of an election, which, by the way, Hillary Clinton did, and, and so did Stacey Abrams, all of a sudden, that you cannot express something that's, that goes counter to the 
uh, establishment or the unit party or the media or the police apparatus of the state. That is really dangerous stuff. And so I look at it and I say, that was, that was if you want to talk jumping in the shark, they really jumped the shark towards authoritarianism. Yes. That's, that's, that they, that's where they really push there. And that's a problem for all of us. And we all need to, we all need to push back. Yeah, the American people celebrating that have have no understanding of history that to celebrate the um, criminalization of thought in the United States of America, because that's exactly what this is, is, is he is being prosecuted for thought crimes. And you're right. In fact, Kevin McCarthy uh, about Democrats, there's a scorching video of somebody asking him about about this very thing. And he went through a, not even an exhaustive list of all the Democrats who have done this or, or including the trying to block the counting of electors from certain states. And at no time was anybody prosecuted for this. And so this is really should be frightening to every American out there. Then you add in the fact that D.C. with what's going on with these courts and that judge, that judge absolutely should not be allowed to preside over Donald Trump, given her conflict of interest, given her stated lack of objectivity, not to mention the fact, Congressman Biggs, that this woman was giving jail time, even though for Jan six defendants, even though prosecutors were not even asking for it. She is a menace as a dictator in a robe, and I'm wondering why she's not already been impeached. Well, so the actions that I think need to be had on her is we, we need to uh, allow changes of venue out of mm-hmm. D.C. Circuit, and I've, I've been arguing that for all J6 people because you're never going to get anything fair in that in the J6. The second thing is, Andrew, you can't impeach it if I, if I only have a plurality of people who agree with me in the House of Representatives. That's yeah. really where it is. Uh, it, 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 there's not even a majority of Republicans that agree with me. So, which is shocking. We, we don't need, yeah, we don't need just a majority of the of our majority. We need virtually every vote, and um, as you know, we we simply don't have it. Um, so, where, how do we get around it? You try to leverage things in the budget, like like venue, like jurisdiction. Why does Jack Smith uh, still have funding? Uh, why? Why do we allow him to? Have, why do we have? Do we allow him to have jurisdiction? Why do we allow the DOJ to run wild uh, and roughshod over in the American populace? We should be. We, we should be attacking that, and we are. I mean, my offices. I know there are other offices that are trying to uh, find ways to to get stuff in the appropriations bills as well, but yeah, we're, wanna... we're not receiving support. We're not receiving support. We had stuff voted down by Republicans yeah. that were good conservative policy last time. It's it's just insane. I want to play a clip for you because I thought this was an interesting idea from Matt Gates. Uh, he's a fellow freedom fighter like yourself, and I wanted to get your take on it. Skins, please play clip six. Complicated. First, we should tell Jack Smith that he has to show up and give a transcribed interview to the House Judiciary Committee in the next 15 days. If he doesn't do that, we should issue a subpoena. If he ignores the subpoena, we should hold him in criminal contempt of Congress and force him to be the first prosecutor to bring a case while under criminal contempt himself. And if Merrick Garland won't enforce that criminal contempt, then he subjects himself to an impeachment of the House. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think Matt's right. Um, uh, we need to bring in Jack Smith uh, and for sure. And he's he's right on the on the way it would work. I mean, because you have to give it to Merrick Garland if you don't do a contempt citation in Congress, if you vote to hold somebody in contempt and then you, then you go forward and 
then you then you have something you can hold over Merrick Garland's head. But, but there's no, there's already enough stuff over Merrick Garland's head that we should be uh, taking action on that. Yeah, in in fact, because um, while we're talking to Congressman Andy Biggs, uh, you sat in on the Devin Archer uh, testimony. Do we not have enough? I mean, do you want to give the highlights? I I think I went through it pretty uh, extensively, but I'd like to hear your take on Devin Archer's testimony and what was the most damning that supported the FD-1023 bribery scheme allegations. So, uh, first of all, he acknowledged that that they were selling the Biden brand. And then he acknowledged what the Biden brand is. That's Joe Biden. It isn't anybody else. I mean, I don't care what he, uh, the left says. Oh, you know, he's just glad handing. Second thing is we established that Joe Biden had uh, plenty of awareness of the business transactions and what was happening. You don't call in to, you know, dad doesn't just call in. You don't put him on a conference call. Uh, you know, if it's Joe Schmo, it, it's, these are, these are business people that you're trying to get money out of, and you're trying to sell them on what? Access. And so he demonstrated access. Joe Biden demonstrated the access that, that they would have, and that's, that's pretty important stuff, too. Then you get to the, this other thing that, that uh, thank goodness for Dan Goldman. He's a great, great uh, guy for our side sometimes. So, <laughs> and uh, he's good for laughs. So, yeah, he is good for laughs. So then, so then you have... Uh, Devin's Archer saying, yeah, Burisma would have gone out of business much sooner than it did if not for the involvement of the Biden brand. Okay? Mm-hmm. So so that's Joe Biden again. And, and I'm, I'm building up to the biggest thing. But the, the second to the biggest thing in my mind was when he said the Biden brand was there to, because people knew that you couldn't mess with Burisma legally, right? So, so you have which to ties, which to... ties, and supports the bribery yeah. scheme, which was about uh, as well as the phone calls that uh, you know, that took place. Because it's like, you, you, and we need to get you on the phone with DC uh, Joe Biden bragging in a video that he got the prosecutor fired. The documentation in the FD ten twenty three specified uh, that uh, Lochevsky or whatever his name was said Hunter Biden's dumber than my dog. We needed him uh, to to get the dogs off of us in terms of the prosecution yes yeah no that's exactly right so it can it it, it, it was a protection scam as well so you have access being sold protection being sold but but for me and policy uh, and policy that resulted so there was a quid quo quid pro quo or whatever it was because there was money that took took place there was action that took place on the part of joe biden as a result yeah, no, that's 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 what I mean when I say protection. Yeah, because that that was that was the quid pro quo. They wanted that, and then the most important and telling piece of it, maybe not the most important, but certainly striking, is that when they're when they're all at the Four Seasons Dubai, and you got Slokovsky, uh, and then you got this other guy, uh, the the treasurer, secretary of Burisma's board, then you got Hunter Biden, and you've got. Um, Devin Archer. So what happens is the the president, the CEO of Bruce was saying, "Look, my goodness, you know, we're really getting it hammered here. You're gonna have to, we we're gonna have to talk. We we got to get help, right?" So so Devin Archer testified that those guys left him, and that 
that they called Joe Biden. Yep. Joe Biden. And then when they came back after the recess, they said, okay, well, yeah, no, but nobody told me. It was, we, 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 I only know they called D.C. But he testified that right. they called Joe Biden. And then five days later, Joe Biden um, uh, gets involved and they, they, they can the... Uh, the prosecutor, the and he uses $1 yeah. billion dollars of tax, and then lies to the American people, saying that it was because he was uh, corrupt. He has since responded. So we laid it all out, tied together, you and I, the, F- the FD-1023, Devin Archer's testimony, yeah. the IRS and the FBI whistleblowers uh, documented uh, the special privilege for Hunter Biden, but also the IRS whistleblowers. We know, we know uh, the documentation, the tw- 20-something LLC, why has Joe Biden not been impeached yet? Well, you got to get the impeachment inquiry inquiry going. Okay. Uh, and, and the way you do that is, is is we need the Speaker of the House, we need to have a vote and open up the inquiry. And I, you know, you ask why not, and I'm going to just be very, just my speculation is that we don't have the support of all, enough members of Congress yet of Republicans in the House of Representatives. Because you can't just have a majority. you got to have everybody, every yeah. vote. That's just so, dis- it it's so disappointing to me. It's like, you know. It's we- beyond disappointing. Beyond yeah. disappointing. Because, yeah. you know, we, we these people are elected into office because they supposedly are going to do the will of the people and the will of the Republican voter. They're supposed to represent us. We're a representative government. You're in the House of Representatives and they're basically spitting right. in our face because they're refusing to do their job. House is supposed to provide oversight. There's supposed to be accountability, not just being there, going through the motions to collect a hefty pay, you know, off the taxpayers or or be a part of the problem. And, you know, and and we love you. We appreciate all the work that you're doing and we support you. And I thank you for being here tonight, Congressman Biggs, and being honest about the issues and and um, and where we stand. And we appreciate you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andrea. And, and we keep fighting. We keep fighting. We're going to keep fighting. Fine. All right. Take That's good right. care. We'll see you soon. All right. We're going to see you guys on the other side of the break. So don't you go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming right up. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So um, in the it, during my interview with Congressman Andy Biggs, Gateway Pundit posted this article. Mitch McConnell urges House Republicans to oppose Joe Biden impeachment. Uh, last night, we played a clip of Mitch McConnell at a local event that he's supposedly some fish fry or something in Kentucky that he supposedly has been going to for 28 years. And he was he was over he was shouted down uh, by locals shouting retire Mitch. And this is the exact reason why um, he has got to go, because the Republican leadership in this country is kicking our teeth in. They are in bed with the Bidens. They are in bed with the deep state FBI and the DOJ. And DeSantis, having come out, DeSantis fired his campaign manager today. Um, That's not going to help him if he continues to do the bidding of the establishment, saying ridiculously stupid things like, uh, you know, Trump lost the election because, you know, he's got to appease his donors who are, you know, no daylight's worth of difference between them and Mitch McConnell.
This is what we're facing. We've got this town hall. It's only two nights away. All of a sudden, it seemed like it was so far before the town hall was getting here. All of a sudden, now it's like two nights away. When I was talking to Congressman Biggs, I was thinking, we have got to take our nation back. To think that we can sit back and count on our elected officials, that time is over. It's not time for despair and giving up, but it is time to stop thinking that we're going to sit back and expect our elected representatives to represent us. It's not happening. And those people in Kentucky that were sitting there screaming, retire Mitch, one of y'all needs to, to the, or how about the entire state and all the Republicans say, we're not giving you another dime, Mitch McConnell, not another dime. And him being truly primaried. On top of him being a traitor to this country and to the Republican Party citizens and the constituents, on top of it, the dude is obviously having some kind of physical, mental, cognitive issue, having seizures or some kind of issue. It's 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 our saving. If you if you're in San Diego or can be in San Diego, we're having our Save America Town Hall this Thursday. It's at the Encore Event Center. Uh, it's not too late to get tickets and come and join us and figure out how we're going to save this nation. We, we've just got to do it. Go to the answer San Diego dot com. Uh, tr- you know, um, while Mitch McConnell is propping up and supporting. I want to know how much Mitch McConnell, I want his records checked. I want to know how much money is in his pocket, in his family's pocket, given his wife and Elaine Chow and who she is. What are her ties to the Chinese Communist Party? Mitch McConnell is clearly on the take in some way, shape, or form. When he sees his role as to protect somebody, a former vice president who's now the president of the United States of America, who was selling off this nation, and is currently raiding our treasury to funnel money to Ukraine where a lot of his crimes took place. President Trump had a speech today in New Hampshire. We want to play you a couple of clips from there. Um, Here is when he's talking about um, the bogus accusations. Clip nine. How can my corrupt political opponent... Crooked Joe Biden put me on trial during an election campaign that I'm winning by a lot, but forcing me nevertheless to spend time and money away from the campaign trail in order to fight bogus, made-up accusations and charges. That's what they're doing. I'm sorry, I won't be able to go to Iowa today. I won't be able to go to New Hampshire today because I'm sitting in a courtroom on bullshit because his attorney general charged me with something. Absolutely right. That question goes to Mitch McConnell, that he is sitting back and allowing he and Kevin McCarthy, allowing the FBI and the Department of Justice to obstruct investigations, cover up the crimes, including apparently bribery and treason, among other things, while actively using the U.S. government to persecute an American citizen for for their as well as many others, Jan Six defendants. Unacceptable. Leave it to Trump, though, to also still be in good cheer, to still be funny, to still be to still be uh, the guy that can connect with the audience. He was he was asking. um, Well, first of all, he had this little this little joke uh, at Chris Christie's expense today. Uh, Clip 10. And the others are at like 12. One is at 12. I think that's the sanctimonious. But he's rapidly being caught by Ramishwamy. Who's good? No, no, Christie's, he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. 
See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, this guy's looking at, there's now looking at an, another set of indictments coming at him from Georgia, this time using the RICO statutes. Like, because he had a phone call with the governor of Georgia, it's, it's, uh, it's organized crime. Like, like what? Was he making the phone call from the Bada Bing wearing a tracksuit? I mean, that's ridiculous. It's hilarious. It's insane. But still, Trump's got to be Trump. Here's uh, him connecting with the audience and asking them whether or not he should do the first debate. Clip one. They're all saying, is he going to go into the debate? And I say, I don't know. If you're leading by 50 and 60 and 70 points, do you do that or not? I don't know. Should I? Okay, you ready? Poll. We take a free poll. Should I do the debate? Well, maybe we'll do something else. You know, see, some people say yes, but they hate to say it because it doesn't make sense to do it if you're leading by so much. But they like it for entertainment value because they're selfish. <laughs> they're selfish. Uh, ever- <laughs> There's no name one other person who else running in the GOP primary has that kind of ability to that kind of charisma, uh, authenticity, genuineness, fearlessness. And good cheer and of such good nature that that he can wow a crowd like that. Who Get else? Get out of here. Who else do you think can, Skins? Who do you think's number two? It, who, is there it, anybody? it doesn't matter who's number two because none of them can. None of them can. None of them can. None of them have, none of them have that ability. He, and he mentioned that about DeSantis. I mean, DeSantis is exactly the opposite. Yeah. Completely flat. And I said that two years ago. I think some people are, are better on a one-on-one. Um, but he's not even good at the retail politics. He's just absolutely terrible. Um, what else did he say today? We didn't pull a clip from... Uh, um, oh, we did. It had a fabulous clip. If you want to play it real quick about uh, uh, transgender in the military. Do we have time? I think we got to take a break. Let's save that for a segment later because we also have Bill Maher in a conversation about the trans movement with Riley Gaines. I think that'll fit in really good right there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about... There's breaking news with Anheuser-Busch. We have literally reached the stage where it's go woke, go broke. It's so much to where we now have have a beginning the beginnings of a boom of the parallel economy where conservatives are saying i i'm done i want to do business and i want to work at places that share my values and we're going to talk to founder and ceo of red Bull, red balloon andrew crapochette about this when we come back stay tuned andrea k telling you like it is while eating a donut too it's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Rolling along on this Taco Tuesday. Um, you guys might remember a couple weeks ago, we had a gal call in the show and she was asking for help because she was like, um, I've been profiled. I was out of work for a while. I think she'd been a stay-at-home mom for a little while. And then she had had some health issues. And then she decided to try to get back into the workplace. And she said she was certain that she was being profiled uh, because of her conservative views. And, and that's just one example of the way that Americans are being punished for their beliefs in the workplace. And uh, that's coming at the same time to where we've got the intersection. Section of that, 
with the go woke, go broke, right? The story of, for one example, Bud Light, where using Dylan Mulvaney cost them a whole lot of dough, like buku dough. And these two, the intersectionality of all that brings me to my guest tonight, Andrew Crapochette. He's the founder and CEO of Red Balloon, uh, which is a workplace that shares your values. And he is here to tell you all about Red Balloon. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, and and nice to meet you and uh, talk to you, and I'm excited to be here. So um, I'm sure that that's not a new story, that uh, somebody's saying I'm struggling to find work because I'm a conservative. No, unfortunately, I hear this story all the time, um, and I've heard, um, honestly, horrific stories from people at big companies like Microsoft or Deloitte where they're uh, effectively judged because they don't have a woke worldview um, or they don't have the right skin color or both. Um, And everything from, hey, you are using an American flag for the background for your Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, And and that is triggering to other employees because it's a sign of white supremacy. I had one employee from Microsoft tell me that it cost her a promotion because she consistently used the American flag um, as her background in Zoom. Um, Two people who are saying, Look, I was told that if I um, am a man, I cannot actually get a promotion at this company anymore, no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was the CEO of a large tech company about two years ago, and my board basically told me, look, you're a conservative Christian, and that's just not the type of person that we want leading this company. Wow. And I thought, well, if this is going to happen to me, it's going to happen to a lot of other Americans out there where they're going to have to make a decision between their values and their job. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's right. Right. No. And so... And so that's what we're trying to do to help. Awesome. Uh, Well, I tell you who else agrees with you. Elon Musk tweeted this yesterday or the day before. He said, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill. No limit. Please let us know. Um, I think that's a phenomenal offer on his part. It doesn't get anybody their job back necessarily. So I suggest people take him up on that in terms of uh, the lawsuits. But then people need to start seeking to do business with from an employment standpoint, as well as as a consumer standpoint, with businesses that share our values. And when Anheuser, Anheuser, I always say it wrong. Skins, is it Anheuser? How do I say that? <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. I'm not a beer drinker, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I always mispronounce it. So what I, I I actually saw you on Poso show on uh, REV recently, and after Bud Light went so broke from going so woke with Dylan Mulvaney that they they're doing layoffs of like 350 people. I saw you on there that you did a letter, and you've partnered with Public Square on this, and that y'all did a letter basically saying, "Look, uh, Bud Light peeps, come work for us, right? Get out of the get out of the woke employment." situation and come work for us. Uh, Tell everybody about that. Yeah, so we are uh, uh, big fans of Public Square and we work with them and we partner with them on a number of things because they're helping people spend their dollars with organizations and companies that are aligned with their values and we help job seekers find companies to work for that are aligned with your values. And so uh, Michael and I kind of sat down and said, hey, look, all these people are being affected by this these terrible woke decisions that are being uh, foisted upon the consumers of Bud Light, uh, foisted upon the employees 
um, who are now being told that, hey, you're going to lose your job because we made a bad decision, a bad decision that everybody knew was a bad decision Mm -hmm. if you had two brain cells to rub together. (laughs) And so what we did is we said, look, we we are willing to help you. We have tens of thousands of employers that have said that we believe that what made America great in the first place is what needs to be focused on in the workplace um, and in the consumer market. And so we've been able to come come alongside a number of former Bud Light employees and say, let's help you work on your resume. Let's we started cold calling businesses, and then we've got a number of businesses already on redballoon.work. They're saying, you know what, I'd love to raise my hand and hire one of those people because we don't think that Americans should have to choose between their values and their job. They should be able to focus on the hard work that made America great in the first place. And when you do that, it's very, very rewarding, not only for the employee, but for the employer as well. And so we've been able to help a number of people, and we're hoping that more folks will uh, reach out to us and say, hey, we're looking for help because we were affected by these layoffs. Yeah, we're talking to founder and CEO Andrew Krepachet from redballoon.org. Did I pronounce that right? You did. It is a French name, which is terrifying to most people. If you're in Paris, they say Capuchet, and it sounds really cool, but here in America, it's crap. You chef. And it's a little <laughs> bit offensive, but there it is. <laughs> well, I never heard. I'm from Louisiana. We've got Gautreau, Charbonneau. You know, we got all the uh, yeah, that's right. Boudreaux. <laughs> this is a name I never heard before. I'm like, where did this come? <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> no offense. It's true. It's true. And, and and you can imagine growing up with crap. You chef is uh, is is an adventure. But I have. Three boys, and they're enjoying that adventure quite a bit. (laughs) Okay, very good. Um, You might have some more people coming at you, by the way. I don't know if you've heard the latest from Anheuser-Busch, that evidently they've had to sell off a lot of their brands uh, today. They're still bleeding out. Um, So, you know, that's that's it's just continuing to go bad for them. Um, But I think it's that that it's the term go woke, go broke initially just wasn't actually coming true. Now it is. I'm seeing the parallel economy suddenly begin to boom. Right. I mean, we have been made to feel as Christians and conservatives in the workplace and beyond as though we were the fringe. We're the crazy people. We're just bigoted. We're this. We're that. And there was just a few of us when that's not really the reality. And now we've got this whole opportunity. And so many times, so many Americans have felt like there wasn't enough brands out there. There wasn't enough quality products or services and places to go for us to effectively take our business and our skills elsewhere um, but are, is it just my imagination or is the parallel economy beginning to really boom? No, it really is. It, it really is beginning to boom and not just, you know, in word only. But um, it's been really fun to watch because the mainstream liberal media, they all want us to believe that we're the only people that think the way we do. And we're all idiots because yeah. um, we think that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl or crazy things like that. Right. And so. Um, what we did is we actually partnered with Public Square and we said, let's do the Freedom Economy Index. And we're going to survey over 50,000 businesses who are focused on um, constitutional rights, who are focused on freedom in the workplace. And let's find out what they think. And it was very encouraging. It should be encouraging to a lot of Americans, because while Budweiser is struggling, while Target is struggling, while Silicon Valley Bank has already gone out of business, Uh, after they have adopted a lot of these woke ideologies, 
What we found out when we did this Freedom Economy Index is that these small businesses all across America are doing very, very well. So not only are there new businesses entering, but the businesses that are already there are doing very well. Because when you actually do what you say you're going to do, and then you do it for the price you say you're going to do it for, it's funny how customers keep coming back to you. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of these conservative businesses are doing extremely well. So over 60% of our businesses in this huge survey that we did with the Freedom Economy Index said that they are actively hiring today because their business is doing very well, even though the 80% of them are concerned about the economy, mostly based on the um, policies that are coming out of D.C. and the Fed right now. So uh, we kind of have this tale of two economies Mm -hmm. happening where this freedom economy is booming, but they are concerned about the rest of the economy as a general. Well, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Tell everybody what what they need to do if they want to put their business on there or find work. Yeah, redballoon.work. It's not .com, it's .work. Go to redballoon.work. You're going to find a lot of great resources. Post your job, post your resume, and find freedom in the workplace. It's going to make you a lot happier as a person. Well, thank you so much for being here, and thank you for starting redballoon.work. God bless. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned because we got another segment coming up. What did Joe with today's latest edition of the What the Huh segment, your daily dose of non clarity with Joe Biden on the other side of the break? Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Rolling into our final segment here. And good friend of the show, Dane Wigington from Geoengineering Watch, is back with us tonight. We had to bring him in to get his perspective because we've got some crazy going on in this country. And y'all know that. You're sitting back thinking, okay, what's new, AK? We got crazy all over the place. Uh, Well, it's gotten extra crazy when it comes to climate change. So welcome back to the show, Dane Wigington. Thank you, Andrea. Well, I don't have to tell you, Dane, that they love to stoke fear through the use of weather. I had no idea until, well, I knew that they were stoking fear. One aspect I hadn't thought of was how they were stoking fear, to which was going to result in an entire industry to make money off of that. And it involves the new thing called climate psychology therapy. And I want to play this clip from this. It's not a particularly long clip. This played on PBS and get your reaction. Skins, please play clip four. Voices of Americans and how climate change is affecting their feelings. Leslie Davenport is a climate psychology therapist. She teaches at the California Institute of Integral Studies and is author of Emotional Resiliency in the Era of Climate Change. Leslie, when does healthy concern about the planet, about climate change, become this sort of climate anxiety? Well, from the emerging field of climate psychology, one thing that's really important to understand is we view distress, upset, sadness, grief, anger about climate change to be a really reasonable, even healthy reaction. Because it's built into us as people that if we feel risks, threats, experience losses, there's going to be upset. So it's really important to acknowledge that if you're feeling that on any level of intensity, it really means you're paying attention, you care, you're empathetic to what's happening to our world. But 
Wow, what a what a great way to make money, right? Uh, push panic. Uh, I had another clip of Kamala Harris, uh, but I'm not going to play it. Young people have climate anxiety. They're concerned about their future. It's such it's such a hustle. Um, But I want to get your reaction on it because you actually know a thing or two. I mean, before before I get your reaction, uh, I grew up in the deep south, hurricanes, uh, tornadoes and different things. And, yeah, it's upsetting when somebody's house gets blown away with a tornado. Uh, It's called weather. Your thoughts. Are people making money off disaster? Yes. Disaster capitalism has always been with us. Is there reason to feel very concerned about our broken planet? Uh, I, I don't know how to express this. I mean, the, the, the biosphere is completely imploding, and I'm not an Al Gore fan. I don't like the environmental groups, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. We have disaster capitalists with war people that make money off both sides of the war. Did that mean the war didn't happen? Did that mean people didn't die? So I encourage people to look past their dichotomous thinking. It's either this or that. It's either you're either on the blue team or the red team. The planet's broken. Fisheries are collapsing all over the world. Climate engineering is a part of it. And that psychologist should be acknowledging climate engineering first and foremost, because there's no legitimate discussion about climate, anything without acknowledging climate engineering first. But for anybody who thinks the planet's not broken and crops aren't collapsing all over the world and fisheries collapsing and ecosystems collapsing, uh, they're they're watching too much Matrix Media TV. Well, how much of that, though, is, for example, here in California, where over the something smelt, they rerouted, they created a drought to protect the Delta smelt? Okay, well, the notion that they were letting water out of dams and that's created the drought is wrong. Where I live, and uh, yes, they were trying to save those smelts, but where I live on the east side of Lake Shasta, since 2007, we are 500 inches of rain short. 500 and they it's not a matter of just them letting water out of the dam so there's so many people going on so many rumors bottom line planet's broken anybody that doesn't believe that will soon and again i'm not an al gore fan at all but the bottom line is uh, is it as bad as al gore said no it's not it's exponentially worse than anything al gore said and has al gore told the truth about climate engineering no has any environmental group told the truth about climate engineering no so it's, an all so it's in the few minutes we have left. So it is man-made, but it's not because of our existence or because no. of cow gas. No. It's no. because of climate engineering. That's your point. No, no, that's not my point. Okay. It's all the, it's all the above. Okay. It's all the above. Anything humans, we're going through a hundred million barrels of carbon fuel a day. That's a problem. We're cutting down forests. That's a problem. We're paving the planet. That's a problem. We're poisoning the oceans. That's a problem. And on top of all that, the powers that be are using weather as a weapon preventing the planet from responding to all the damage we've done. So it's not a this or that equation. I'm trying to get everybody past that. It's an okay. all the above. And, and again, I, I, I can't sound the alarm. You may never invite me back. And I wouldn't, you know, I understand if it, that doesn't work, but I'm saying people better. Look no, at I bring people on to share their opinion. It doesn't have to match mine. But I don't want anybody to believe my opinion. I'm asking them to look at reality. Okay. The planet's totally imploding on every possible front. And food shelves are going to be emptying out a lot, a lot sooner than people dare to imagine. Americans have been totally shielded from what's happening around the world. There's nothing on U.S. mainstream media TV, matrix media TV, that, that even matters. Election nonsense. We're not even going to get that far, in my opinion, before we have some Im- immensely big shoes drop. So I, I, I know people might roll their eyes. It's alarmist, fear-mongering. They won't be saying that for long, Andrea. Guarantee well, th- here's what I would like is if somebody's going to fear-monger, then give me a solution that actually makes sense versus these lefty regulations 
or like the Paris Accords that don't really address anything. You know, the the left in this country, there is a difference between red and blue because the Democrats in this country, and if you look at their green energy boondoggle deals, uh, if you look at, for example, them pushing electric vehicles, which, you know, then requires lithium batteries that have to be mined using child labor, or if you look at the fact that these electric, these Teslas are bursting into flames everywhere, um, you know, the the solutions on the, and, and the electric uh, EV battery plant that the Biden administration pushed uh, filed for bankruptcy today. Uh, solar power, solar solar panels on your roof is a waste of money. Uh, so much of the solutions that the left wants to give us is really just about power. Totally agree. It's smoke and mirrors, so-called renewable energy that isn't. Solar panels are better than outright burning of carbon fuel, but they are no panacea. They're not going to save us. Wind turbines are a complete disaster. They ain't saving you any money, listeners. No. Um, I'll tell you that panels, solar panels. No, they don't. But they're 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 uh, I, well, they're not. I, I have I have. They're not. I'm not. I'm not for them. But I'm saying I've I've been off the grid for 20 plus years and and making 100 kilowatts a day. They're well, living off the grid is different than the average American in suburbia with a home trying to put solar panels that cost them thirty thousand dollars and thinking that they're going to save no, money on their electric bill because in San Diego they're actually going to be charged a couple hundred dollars a month by San Diego Gas and Electric um, because they're using solar panels and they're never going to get their money back that's I, fact i, I have not, family not, in construction not, they're not, never going to get the money back off of that not arguing that that's a different scenario too but and again as far as the whole renewable energy situation let's think about this all the green people pushing renewable energy saying nothing about climate engineering and it's not renewable energy i, I agree with you completely on that on, on where the batteries come from and the child labor but all these people pushing green energy and not acknowledging climate engineering which is decimating all three primary forms of so-called renewable energy is blocking the sun, which that's what got me into this battle. That's my background with Bechtel Power and solar. Right. Why, how can you possibly claim to be for alternative energy and not say anything about climate engineering that's, that's disrupting radically hydro, wind, and solar, all three primary gotcha. forms? And so I'm with you 100% on that. I have huge disdain for environmental, every group, all, all trying to preserve their nonprofits. But what I'm saying is anybody who thinks the planet isn't, radically damaged and it's not going to land on us all pretty soon it is not living in reality so it's not a this or that it's a complex equation but if bottom line we don't stop what's happening in our skies which is not just climate engineering it's biological warfare because these elements they're seeding our clouds with are highly toxic we're breathing right. all of us breathing it if we don't stop this not just the biosphere but us uh, we're on, on a very short rope, Andrea. Every, everybody needs to go to your website and uh, tell everybody what they need to look at there. Geoengineeringwatch.org. Start with the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming. Absolute proof of climate engineering for free on the homepage. Gotcha. Dane Wigginton, thanks for being here tonight. Great discussion. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank take you. good care. Now, you guys, come on back. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show on its way. Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law is going to be here. He always brings the laughs. And then also some really important news you can use. So don't go away. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.